uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this, at a distance of roughly 92 million miles, is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended lifeforms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. So you've crash-landed, you're in the forest, uh, I believe, if I'm correct, Ivan was um, uh, kind of stumbling over a tree root when you saw a, a bunch of these fuckers flying at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a very apt description of that. Yeah. So... Um, so they are part mechanical? Well... Ish? The Ish. weird thing is, they seem to have some kind of breathing apparatus mm. on their heads. Whether it's like part of them or just a helmet, you don't know. I mean, you don't know what this is. You have no idea what this is. It's just something, some, you know, three or four of, um, it's hard to tell because you're actually in the forest at the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, four, three or four of these things just flew at you out of nowhere. So can everyone roll the initiative? Now, um, if you want to, you can make a tactics roll. Uh, it's up to you, Danny. Do you want to? Do you want yes, to use as the old man? I'm going to do that because I don't care what the rest think. Does Does everyone else agree to him um, tactically, like you know, spreading you out, or do you just want to ignore him? That's why I have him around, man. This is a, it's a fountain of old knowledge. Okay, we well, to, we just have to endure the PTSD ranting every once in a while in <laughs> a nightmare. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So we get into battle, and all of a sudden we're listening to the janitor. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> the good news is these things are pretty slow. They're they're kind of lumbering, if that's possible. Be lumbering I, whilst flying through the it air. It doesn't matter at, at this point. So actually, Quatermass, even though, so basically, you're telling everyone where to go, and you totally messed up their positioning, but you're fine. <laughs> that's the way the commander's supposed to be. Always fine. <laughs> you basically put them in. You put them right in the way of these things, and you're somewhere at the back, probably. Look, I was training the guardsmen, and we're nothing but meat shields. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you want to do? Do you want to um, try your leadership? Uh, yes. Describe what you're saying to them to give them this beneficial, like, combat effect. Uh, I told them to take cover, and now I'm telling them to run out on the open and start shooting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so everyone knows, you're in the middle of thick trees at the moment, and these things are like flying through through the trees at you. I, I tell Hugo's character to start chirping like a bird to confuse the enemy. <laughs> um, the only person that can act first before they attack is is Quatermass. So, what are you going to do? What's your um, I'm going to I'm going to open fire on the objects or creatures. I don't quite understand what they look like. Oh, they're they're like they're like they're like flesh-colored, hairless pterodactyls. They're really right. horrible looking. They've got they seem to have too many nipples, and they're also wearing these kind of strange, completely transparent like plexiglass breathing helmets or something. Interesting. Very strange. Mutant masterminds. But okay, I'm going to uh, open fire on the Xenos. Okay, do you want to do a burst, an auto, or do you want to... Full auto, um, baby. I want to put three rounds on one. Okay, you're just going to pump everything into this one. I think you've probably... Over, I think you've probably overcompensated a little bit. But let's see. 
It is Xeno. I really be safe and sorry. It's a blitzkrieg. So you're about to do... He basically not... just ram ramboed it. This thing is just a cloud of red mist. You you basically just you pulverize it into into just that's why I, that's fine, why I keep him around. That's why I keep this guy around. Fine fragments. However, and then I say that's how you do it, boys. <laughs> however, at this point, one of each of them is going to be on Ivan, Cordoba, and Santi who are in a forward position. So Ivan, you're using your sword, I guess, to parry this thing. Yes. Santi and Cordova. I'm gonna dodge. I don't. I don't. I, no, no. I'm gonna dodge. I don't I'm have any dodge. type of melee, so. Okay. I'm dodging. Okay. So the one. I'll do the one attacking you first. It comes in with its claws outstretched, trying to scrape and rake you. Your ballistic cloth protects you perfectly well against this thing, and as it gets close up, you can't even figure out what the hell this thing is. That can't possibly seem to be native to this. Um, area because it doesn't have any fur or um, or hair. It's completely naked. It's like yeah. a, it's like skin. It's just like you, you wonder to yourself, how can it survive in this cold? You know, and that helmet is just bizarre. So, next up, Cordova. 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 That's a miss. And Santi with a zero is also a miss. So you are all fine. Because you parried, Ivan, you are now in in melee with this thing. It's kind of like you've almost got it somehow up against a tree or it's it's maneuvered itself. So if it if it tries to move away from you now, um, you'll get an opportunity attack on it. Um, however the other two the other two because they kind of skimmed in and, and you weren't parrying um they fly off so next up santi what do you want to do um so how far away is this thing um it's flown back up and it's kind of um it's getting behind a tree so it's actually got a bit of cover right now but you can definitely try and get a shot in on it you, you'll you'll have a negative modifier though because it's it's kind of behind a tree. It's, it seems to be kiting you. It's flying. It's flying up and and up into the branches and the uh, up, up, up okay. high. Uh, did you want to fire one or full? Oh, auto? full auto. Okay. Tell me. Tell me how you uh, eviscerate this flying <laughs> monster. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. He takes aim and um, it just like just full on squeezes out and just like starts spraying the treetops, like screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I, I like the idea of um like uh you know you just almost cut the tree in half with your with your spray of That's automatic sun you just <laughs> let it out let it all out you get a nice uh wilhelm scream <laughs> yeah let the yeah. hatred for the xenos out okay so now um ivan you you've got this thing uh, you got this thing in in your range with, with yes. your with your sword. If you want to cut the thing up, I would. I would like to do that. Oh <laughs> so no! Seven. You miss. You miss. My God. <laughs> I mean, that was that was unlucky. That was super unlucky. Okay. Um, so you swing, and your sword For just bummer. kind of—I don't know. Maybe you just hit it. It just manages to duck out the way. It just kind of dips dips its wing or something and and your sword goes inches over its head and 
um, smashing into the tree. Um, yeah. And they will attack you next round. Cordoba, this, again, the one that attacked you is got, has got a bit of cover up in the trees as it's flown up. I, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a page from Santi, and I'm just gonna open fire. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Hugo, describe how you um, blow this thing out of the sky. Nice. Um, like I said, I took oh, a page from Santi. I take a page from Santi. I stand up. I I yell at the top of my lung. And you <laughs> son of a bitch, die! <laughs> uh, there you go. And lead, lead fills oh. lead fills the sky. So um, there's one left that's actually attacking Ivan. Does that does does any of you want to do any of you want to? Oh, well, it's it's um, it's uh, quite a mess. It's your shot. Do you want to take yeah, it out? Actually, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> now, if you miss badly, you might hit Ivan. <laughs> he's in melee combat with this thing. So, do you want to take one careful shot or <laughs> full auto? <laughs> He's lived, he's lived long enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to take one careful shot. With a um, frag grenade. Do I still have my boot? No, the boon's gone now. <laughs> the frag grenade. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, I'll, I'll give you a plus one for that. Because this, this thing is, isn't really moving. Yeah, you've you've done it. You, you, you just, like, take one clean shot to the head. <laughs> it cracks open the, the glass helmet thing. Um... Like the mental image of like me and him like grappled in combat, and then his head just like explodes <laughs> all over me. Yeah, the the interior of the glass helmet it just goes red. <laughs> there you go. That, There's the money shot. <laughs> why you have to shoot them in the face? <laughs> okay, so all of these strange creatures are now lying either in pieces or dead at your feet. All right, um, let's investigate them. I mean, if it, but for the helmet. It, it would just be some weird, like, alien creature okay. that you encounter, that you've encountered these Six types of things. Six million dollar question. Before. Is the helmet cyber, a cybernetic implant, or is it literally a helmet over their head? Um, I, have, I have expertise in cybernetics. Okay, so you examine it. Yeah, this thing, this thing is, is fused to the body. This thing has been, has been constructed, like the helmet has been either... Either it was grown that way, or it was attached somehow. Ugh. But it's definitely part of the body. So this, this is not thing. a natural creature. There's no way this is part of a natural flora or fauna. This was definitely no. an art- artificially created creature. Yeah. It's like, great, the Xenos are making more Xenos. <laughs> That's terrible news. I'm going to destroy their brain. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is not having it. No, no. Okay, so um, it's hard to let go of that hatred. You know? There's one more, one more important detail. Since I would know this, mm-hmm. um, the the circuitry or the electronics that are comprised of these bodies, does it look human? Or if it doesn't look human, I'm going to assume it's Asarian. These are not familiar kind of con- constructs. Yeah, components. Okay. So it is Xenos making more Xenos. Okay, great. Silence descends again on the forest as the uh, as the sleet turns to a light snowfall now, which is slightly less unpleasant. But um, it is definitely cold, and you see up ahead, maybe a few hundred yards, the the, the clearing where these buildings are. Uh, are you heading that way then? Are you you good to go? 
but yeah, I think so. Okay, so you trudge on. Um, it's not very far, actually. It's only a few hundred meters until you come to this um, clearing. It's like some kind of plaza. You're on the um, western edge. No um, ziggurat beta? Uh, ziggurat alpha. Oh, alpha, um, okay. So there are two of these stepped pyramids um, either side of a wide stone plaza. It's a hexagonal plaza about 100 meters on a side. On opposite sides rest two low ziggurats. Um, they're built from seamlessly laid composite blocks, and the plaza is also formed from similar materials. Um, it does not look in any way familiar architecture to anyone, to any of you. Okay. Do we see any openings? or? It looks Zeno to me. <laughs> That's all that matters for Bernard. Well, Bernard, the scientists were here to investigate Zeno's artifacts, so I think we're on the right track. Is there any opening, entranceway, anything of notes? Do we see any human objects, vehicles, base so camp? Nothing about these pyramids is, is human in, in any way. Um, weird alien vegetation chokes the the floor of the plaza and and the uh, the the skirting of the pyramids. Um, the way that the blocks have been constructed is weirdly asymmetrical and uneven, but somehow artistic at the same time. But not a kind of aesthetic that you would ever you've ever encountered. Um, some um, some very smart organizing intelligence obviously built these things um but they look absolutely ancient they look like they've been here for possibly millennia um from the uh from the way that the moss and the ivy and the um and the plants have grown up around it however the the surfaces don't look in any way corroded um so unlike stone pyramids from earth which would have, you know, eroded and smoothed out and lost their features. These are still incredibly sharp-edged, crisp, like blocks and objects. Um, as for an opening, um, it would seem from the way that these are constructed that you would walk up um, a steep stairway, um, step-sided, you know, it's a step pyramid, um, up to some kind of platform near the top. And that's possibly where you could gain access. Okay. Uh, what should we do, comrades? Okay, so interesting question. Um, quick question. Do we have any way do we have any way to communicate with the scientists? Do we get like some sort of communication like radio signal, like anything like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're all struck with wonder when you see these things. Um, they really feel somehow potent and ancient, but also incredibly, like, technical, technologically advanced as well. Are you going over to inspect Ziggurat Alpha then? Yep, let's do it. Yeah, let's explore. Everyone, ev cautiously, <laughs> guns ready, <laughs> but make sure we don't shoot any scientists, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's your every time, every time. Um, yeah, there's absolutely no sign um, from where you're standing. There's no movement. The, the place seems eerily quiet. The only kind of weathering is actually the stone plaza in the middle. Um, it, does, it is actually quite cracked. 
um, and there are quite big trees growing up through it. Like they've but they've pushed their way through, and these trees are big. They must be decades, if not even hundreds of years old. These trees, some of these trees. So um, yeah, nature is reclaiming this place. All right, let's go investigate the first ziggurat and see if we can get an idea what the hell's going on around here. So as you get closer to it, you you realize that the whole structure of the ziggurat is is made of a composite ceramic material. Um, certainly nothing that any uh, human uh, tech level buildings have ever been made of. So um, that's pretty that's pretty interesting for those of you with a scientific, you know, mind. Which I think is only me. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, and um, you get to Cigarette Alpha, and you start climbing up it. The um, It's not difficult to scramble up each of the terrace steps, but they're pretty big. They're like one, about one and a half meters just under one and a half meters high each step. So that's more or less, um, you know, like five and a half feet or something. So not difficult to climb up. Thank you for converting that to American. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, it's almost as, it's almost as bad as when I actually went to like, um, like a Mayan ruin. So you always see those temple pictures, like in the jungle, those steps, you have to practically like climb them. They're that steep and they're that wide. Apparently, they were designed on purpose that you'd have to like crawl on your hands and feet when you climbed up the temple. Yeah, well, this is pretty much the same thing. So after about ten minutes of clambering up, it's 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 slightly hazardous going because obviously there's snow and and it's a bit damp, a bit, bit a little bit slippery. Some of the snow is settling, but you get up fine. Um, and at the top is a flat open space with a cube sh- a cube shaped structure just offset from the center like a small square hut or something made from the same ceramic material um there is a doorway in it and it's at a slightly off angle it's like it's open maybe about 5 inches but it's kind of at a slight angle as if it's been broken or or forced open or something. Boy. All right. Moment of truth. <laughs> Everyone get ready. Let's throw some grenades down there. <laughs> no, scientists. Remember? All right. Yes, the eggheads. <laughs> all right. I w- approach the doorway and I yell, first of all. Do I have the name oh. of this? Do I- Wait. We have a contact name, don't we? Oh yeah, Bar- Barani. So Barani, Barani. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, you'll probably. Okay. So so who's going to go and look at this door? Uh, I will. I will quartermaster back me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll go with him. I give him some cover. Okay. So it was clearly some kind of, um, you know, powered mechanical electronic door system here, but there, there's no clear like way of um you know there's no like control panel you'd expect to see um and it does look like it's been forced open you can see now that there's some kind of scratch marks on the on the open 
you know edge where it's been opened like some something's been put in there to to kind of prise it open uh, but it closed now well no it's open about five inches I yell out, Mr. Barani, anyone? Yes, son. Your voice, just, your voice just echoes back to you. All right. I take my assault rifle and I carefully, with the barrel, carefully open the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you stick the barrel of your rifle in and this thing is wedged shut. I mean, it's not budging. You're going to need something... Like a, a lever or something. I mean, you could try using your rifle, but there's a chance it might bend it or break it because this thing is a I'm assuming, he- heavy door. I'm going to assume in our basic survival kit, there is like a hatchet or a pickaxe or a shovel yes, there is, implement. There is that pickaxe like tool with a, yeah. with like a, um, an axe on one side and a, and a spike on the other. And you could definitely use that. Yeah. We're, let's spike it up. So you you kind of lever the uh, pickaxe in, and you slowly, slowly kind of work work the door open, like inch by inch. It kind of goes grinding across uh, to the point where you can actually probably get two or three of you could actually get a good handhold on it and and and, and help you kind of yank it open. You can just imagine how smugly Santi turns around and kind of like <laughs> nods and smiles. <laughs> See, walks the that's door. why I, that's, I look at quarterback. See, that's why I keep him around too. <laughs> they walk from a gym. I don't move things. All right, what, what, okay. we, let's poke our. We have whip out the flashlight and poke our heads through the doorway. You stick the the gun muzzle in with the torch attached to the top. Uh, and you play it across the space, so you you start to get an impression of the space. Um, So it's about four metres across, 12 feet, (laughs) in in Imperial. Thank you so Um, much. And most of the room doesn't have a floor at all. Um, The space in front of the door is like a semicircular platform, about six feet across. But, But apart from that, the whole of the rest of the floor is just... It's just a shaft leading down. Um, so, anything that looks like a control panel, so, screen. So interface. you're familiar. Um, you're you're very familiar with. Given that you're familiar with gravitic technology, um, this looks very much like um, a gravity lift, which would have been used to operate a platform in this shaft, which would have kind of come up to the level of where where you're standing. Um, but currently there's no there's no indication of any controls or anything of that nature. I mean, there's certainly no sign of a platform. There's just a, a dark shaft going down. All right, I carefully walk over to the edge and I point the light down to the shaft. What do I see? Oh, actually, actually, before I look down, I look up. What, what's in this, like, are there, I'm hoping there's not like an entire menagerie of flying creatures. <laughs> yeah, they're all perched at the top looking down. Yeah. 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 No, no. No, you're you're basically at, at at the top. You're right at the top. There's there's only like a few feet up uh, above you, and that's the roof. Um, okay. So you carefully edge your way out to the edge of this semicircular platform. Um, you you poke your head down. Uh, you you sorry. You point the torch down, and you see that the shaft goes down. Um, it's hard to tell. Maybe about. Maybe about 40, 40, 45 feet, 
Um, certainly no more than that. Um, and no lights, no indication of activity down below. No um, noises. I'm assuming it's quiet as a tomb in here. It it is it is absolutely dead quiet. You just hear maybe a dripping noise from some of the um, some of the moisture that might have kind of seeped in over the centuries. Some of the um, some of the kind of slush melting to to, to water has dripped through. Um, okay, and so, drips down into the shaft. So. Other than the scrapes we saw at the door, we don't see any other activity up here. We don't see any kind of like shoe prints or scuffle marks or anything that indicates what they, what, what if anyone did when they were up here. And you're telling me there's no control mechanism at all. No control mechanism, but it's only it's only forty five feet down, and you got you got plenty of rope um, uh, if you if you wanted to kind of all right climb your okay. way down. All right, I guess we're spelunking. All right. <laughs> what? No, this is not going to end well. What are the rest no. of you? What are the rest of you doing? Well, whilst uh, uh, the captain is uh, bravely well, peering down into a dark <laughs> lift shaft, I'm keeping an eye on the captain in my surrounding areas. Okay, but I will keep an eye outside there are uh, backs by looking. Okay, so so outside. Ivan, you you're you're standing, uh, you know, outside of this lift shaft area um, like kind of, I'm, I'm in the area but i'm peeking outside the door oh, okay all right you're peeking outside the door how yeah, use the door as cover how wide did you did you pull the door open i'm just curious let's say, let's say enough for us to get in and no just further. enough for you to get in with your equipment okay so it's what like like three feet maybe something like that yeah just enough to squeeze in that way we okay. can still use the door as cover if we need it you have molecular glue which is like your your standard standard issue molecular glue and okay. uh you can just glue an anchor plate to the wall and attach the rope to it it's pretty straightforward that. um all right Qu- quartermass cover me as i'm coming down this thing santi do you right, want to participate man. yeah i'll help out <laughs> so i assume you've got your torch point pointed downwards or maybe you got your rifle slung like on your arm, so it's kind of pointing down with the torch as you climb with the other arm. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's slow going. takes takes you about um, three or four minutes for you to get there. As you get closer, you see that the um, where the bottom in inverted commas is doesn't appear that that was actually really the bottom of the shaft. It looks like it was a um, a a plate, like a, a a lift plate, an elevator plate, but it's at this kind of weird angle, and it seems to have been jammed in the shaft. Um, there's a very narrow gap on either um, on either side of it, but very narrow, like just a few inches. It seems like maybe something really got messed up with the mechanism, and the thing kind of fell at a crazy angle and just got stuck. Um, okay. you, 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 it's pretty clear that the shaft goes much, much deeper, but there's no, you know, unless you could get rid of this plate somehow, there's no way to really get down there. However, about four, um, four meters above it, so that's 12 feet, you see that there's actually an opening in the left-hand wall, like a fairly sizable, um, you know, Eight, maybe eight feet by eight feet opening, going, um, going sort of back in the direction underneath the plaza. I'll climb back up and then do the roll, running across the wall thing. <laughs> All right, 
so yeah, let's go. What's what's in this opening? Is it another doorway or is it a passageway? What's up? I found something, guys. Everything is completely dark. You're only picking out the um, the odd th- the odd uh, glimpse of stuff with your torchlight. So it's it's pretty creepy down here. You know, the dead silence, the dripping of water. The, the fact that you're in a totally alien structure, the likes of which you've never seen before, uh, you've no idea whether what you know what the purpose of of this building or or even or why it's here. Um, I called out and asked if, but, if we should uh, should follow down. All right, um, I tell everybody I found I found a passageway. Everybody, come down here and let's check this spot out. All right, I look okay. at the other dudes and nod, and then start to make my descent. I follow them. Okay, so um, as you're just kind of getting ready to climb down the rope, you are pretty sure, um, you know, above the soft sound of, of snow falling and and maybe the cries of some local wildlife, um, you're pretty sure you, you hear, like, undergrowth being pushed aside and the sound of of quite a number of... Um, marching feet, like not that far off, like you know, like trumping through the undergrowth towards the plaza. Shut the door. (laughs) I'm already. I'm rappelling down. Yeah, you're rappelling down. Okay. Um, And and to be honest, closing the door would be almost impossible if you think about it. The thing was completely jammed, and you were like levering it open. So to close it. Would be very hard. You'd you'd need some kind of machinery, probably. Dover, right, we're gonna right. have company. As I'm right, right. Down. All right, let's 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 double time. Okay, so you all get down um, um, after a couple more minutes, um, with the thought of who knows what is approaching the plaza in, in your position. Um, you go into the corridor, and not five feet in. Your torch, to, to your great surprise and shock almost, plays over a dead body. Oh, nice. <laughs> there is a body there. Human? Alien? This yeah. thing is not human. This thing is most Good certainly thing not human. You've Do, we never know what seen... the S- Do we know what the SRA look like? No. No. However... This would be a good bet. This thing, this this humanoid figure, um, is wearing simple coveralls, similar kind of ballistic cloth to what you're wearing. He still has his weapon, a battle rifle, um, and he seems to have some extra magazines on him. His other equipment is minimal, just a water bottle and a couple of ration bars in a pouch. This is an SRA weapon. So um, it looks a bit like an assault rifle. It seems to be the same kind of principle. It's a semi-automatic rifle, uh, long-barreled support weapon. Looks like it has a 60-round drum, but parts of it look like they're made from bone, like vertebrae or bone or something. It's very strange. It looks like parts of it have somehow been either fused, grafted, or grown. Is this giving me the same vibe as those creatures that just attacked us outside? Most certainly. Most certainly. The the kind of creepy and weird thing about this, uh, who you can only presume is an SRA infantryman, 
is that he doesn't have any organs. He doesn't have any eyes or ears or even, um, well, he has a mouth, a very basic mouth. It's just, it's just <laughs> like a slit. Um, and his body is very, like, muscular. He, he, looks, he looks much bigger and stronger than a, than a human. Well, that's disturbing. All right, so it looks like the SRAs have been very busy bees. It looks like they've gotten into the bioweapon game. Have ascended to another plane of existence. Uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Let, let's do a quick. Let's do a, a thorough examination. I mean, um, does anyone have any? Well, that's just a weird thing. I have cybernetics, which I would assume give me at least some like. I'm at least adjacent to like anatomy and biology because I would have to know how to do that if I wanted to implant. I, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't give you a bonus, but you could certainly make it. Um, so, um, but first off, um, as I said, you, you find you find some. You know, it's weird G- given how strange this thing is. Doesn't have eyes. Doesn't have ears. There seems to be like tubes, like metal tubes, like just implanted under the skin at various points. Um, it has got a water pouch, um, which is empty actually, and the ration bars look like the kind of thing that. Well, certainly they're 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 they're. they're Mind you of your army day, um, the kind of horrible, flavorless, high protein, high high carbohydrate, fat dense nutrition bars you're given. Um, but if anything, these look even more unpalatable than your army rations. Quatermass. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so these are Zena rations. I, I they, stomp they're on, disgusting to you. Yeah. <laughs> I stomp on them right away. <laughs> um, Fuck the Zenos. So, okay. so you can, can make I... me... You can, yeah, sure. Make me a skill check to see if you can understand anything about this creature. Oh, you did it. Got an eight. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of open up its clothing to get a better look of it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's getting frisky with the dead zeno. Yeah. And you see a couple of interesting things. One, it has no reproductive organs. It's a Ken doll, guys. <laughs> we got a Ken doll situation here. Um, it's definitely, definitely stronger and more powerful than a human. You know, it's actually almost pure muscle. Although the muscle seems to have wasted away somewhat for some reason. Kind of, kind of like it was trapped down here and starved to death. That is a very good. That would be a very good guess. Um, can I uh, can it, I make it? Can I make an estimation based on this body and on the other body? A does it seem like a similar process? Like this guy was grown to be a soldier. So the cut, the skin texture and color is almost identical. The skin texture and color of those flying things. A um, couple of other things. And as as you as you examine it more closely, the skin has an un, unusual appearance, and you realize that it's actually kind of somehow interwoven with some kind of fiber, um, like a dermal that, weave. So basically, it's got subdermal armor. Yeah, it's steroid up. It's sexually permanently sexually frustrated. <laughs> Arm to the teeth. Got that. And, and the other thing is that there are no signs of trauma to the body. There's no wounds. There's no blood. It died. Um, so, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, very busy bees. Okay, this is getting really weird. So, so I tell him this guy is, looks like looks like the S-ray have been uh, 
building things. And uh, this guy's apparently got trapped down here, died of exposure, hunger, whatever. Maybe didn't get a special chemical juice cocktail or whatever. Um, okay, so I'm now going to show you where you you are, okay? Can you see the map, guys? Yep. Well, we can see the top part of it. Okay, so I will... So you've got to about here, and um, it's really just 10 feet. <coughs> 10, 15 feet in is where this body is. And looking at that, it does seem very bizarre. Um, this thing... I mean, it, yes, it would have been difficult... But it, it would be possible to have climbed back up that shaft. It wasn't completely smooth. It would have been difficult. Uh, but it seems like it just kind of just sat there and starved to death. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm speaking out loud, but I'm like, if this is that grown creature, more than likely when it got trapped down here, it lost its programming, got disconnected from the hive yeah. mind or, or whatever's controlling it, and it just gave up and died like an ant or something. Sounds like a likely scenario. Sounds like a pansy. <laughs> well, we, not, we all can't be, you know, soldiers of fortune like you, Quartermass. That's why I keep I love, you around. I love that, like, on the ship, he's, like, the most cowardly person. But as soon as, like, we're no, out, it's like, about battle, his soldier kicks in. His soldier nature kicks in. I'm not, I'm not a Marine. I'm a... Simple grunt that likes to die on the ground. Okay, um, so that's the side on view. If you scroll down the page a bit, you'll see the the top down view, okay. which is probably more useful from now on. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Is there anything? There is nothing personal. Nothing that would look like a personal memento or keepsake or girlfriend pick or whatever <laughs> the equivalent. It doesn't have any sexual organs. With their tongues for all we know. <laughs> Final letter for its children. Just um, they always love them. There's absolutely you know. nothing on it. There's nothing of... This thing seems like some kind of cloned infantry uh, yeah. infantry soldier. Some abomination. Yeah, I, uh, this is really giving me the... Can I examine the weapon to see if I can figure out how to work it? Oh yes, very straightforward. Okay. Um, it looks very, very much like your um, advanced combat rifle. However, having a l opened up, you know, you took out the clip. Um, one, it holds 60, um, 60 uh, rounds, which is slightly better. Mm -hmm. um, two, it's got a shorter barrel, and the and the rounds are actually slightly, um, slightly heavier. So you estimate that it'll it won't have as good a range, but it might do a bit more damage Sweet. than your. If one not like significantly, it's very similar, but you know every extra bit of damage. Um, you'll have to you have to fire it in combat to to really see how how good okay. it is. If no one minds, I'm gonna hold on to this baby. <laughs> Go for it. I prefer the bleed. Would you like to proceed? Yep, let's go. Eyes, let's go. Eyes, eyes open. Get ready for freaking ant troopers. You see that the passageway opens out into a larger space beyond. Would you like to? Okay. Go yep. in. We we caref no. We carefully approach the entranceway and we look in and see what the room is. Okay. So a few meters from the lift shaft, the corridor opens out into a large oval chamber with a gently domed roof. Again, it's unlit, so your um, your torchlight is cutting through the gloom. Um, you know, 
you're expecting any minute for it to for your lights to play over some horrific alien monstrosity, but but nothing appears, at least nothing yet. So tell me what you want to do. Uh, the the floor seems like it's um, covered with it's kind of got bits of debris over it from where you're standing. Is there anything we can identify at all, or does it just look like junk? You'll have to get closer and have a look at it. Is there anything moving or anything? Like no, it no, it's completely still. In fact, there's um, it's not quite as damp in this room, but there's there's definitely some kind of there's there's dust particles in the air as your light as your torchlight slices through the gloom. You know, picks and up. Still no, still no noises, no voices, nothing. No, no noises, no voices, nothing. Pure, dead, quiet. All right, I walk up to the debris. What is it? It's very hard to tell. These are tiny fragments of some kind of polymer. The, f- the floor is slightly sticky and dust has kind of stuck to it over the years. So you you bend down and you pick up a large, the largest fragment of this stuff you can find. And judging just by the surface and the shape of it, it looks like, um, it looks like this must have once been some kind of plastic crate or pallet and it's just the whole thing has just decayed over the uh, you, you can only imagine it's an immense amount of time because plastic if you just leave it sitting in, inside it just it would take especially the kind Cent- of modern centuries. polymers it would take centuries yeah. to decay um especially like, yeah it looks like no one has been down here for centuries oh my god that's <laughs> <laughs> how i'm talking the whole time <laughs> in fact no one you're even more clued in with that role. You realize it must have been thousands of years. It's different thousands. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I saw the episode of Life After People. <laughs> Do you want to examine anything else in the chamber? Is that is that all there is? Is this that's uh, all that's immediately movie? visible? But you could kind of have another look around. So the summary was that right, people have not been here for thousands of years. Is that the, the gist of it? Yeah, well, pretty much. As far as we can tell okay. from this stuff. Ivan and Bernard, um, as you're looking around, you do... So I'll say, Ivan, you definitely see some scuff marks up ahead in the sticky dust, the dust that's stuck to the floor, as if um, someone has walked through, or or many people maybe have walked through here recently. And um, Bernard, what you notice is that um, there are... Um, heavy curved shutters at either entrance to this room but they're they're way up they're like flush with the ceiling they're obviously they would they could be lowered somehow but they're they're way they're they're completely retracted now so they were quite hard to spot because they're they're really you know flush with the ceiling but maybe you 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 would deduce somewhere there's a way of of opening and closing these shutters but they're open right now so they they don't um, provide any uh, barrier to you, but worth noting, maybe. Okay, good to know. Pass that along to the boys. Okay, so you push forward. All right, let's else. go forward. Let's keep moving forward. Okay. I yell. I, I once again I yell out into the darkness. Sir Barani, scientist, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go, you go forward another ten, fifteen feet, and you get to. A kind of crossroads and up ahead you see that there's um 
a f- another opening up ahead. All right, what's in this opening? And once again, we scout carefully scout ahead before we walk in the room. Okay, so looking left and right, you see that they just they just dead ends, uh, but not just dead ends. They're kind of it's just bedrock. It's like it's not like um, a, a a constructed end to the corridor. Um, it's just it's just um, rough hewn rock. Um, like it was unfinished. It's it's very hard to tell. I mean, it could be that maybe maybe the 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 tectonic plates have shifted over the millennia, and um, maybe these corridors got cut off, or maybe they were never finished. It's it's actually impossible to tell. Okay, but we can't. There's no detail of no thing down the no. corridor. No, All you're right. gonna have to we'll, go on. Okay, so on. then you you get to the next area and again there's a crossroads it looks like there's more uh there's definitely openings though to the left and right it doesn't end in the in the rough hewn rock like like you saw before all right uh i'm left-handed so let's take the left one okay so you go to the left this chamber you go to you you see a room with a caved in roof as it says um so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it has a partially caved in roof with roots growing down water dipping to make a small pool in the middle of the floor the air is damp and cold in here okay any other details well let's just do a quick examination of this room and see if there's any details any any anything we can figure out what the hell's going on here what act like can we see any more of this activity that we saw before in the other room so now it's it's pretty clear that there must have been some kind of um some kind of um either earthquake or some kind of earth movement it may have been natural it may have been not natural but clearly this was not an unfinished chamber the the back half of this roof um the back half of this chamber collapsed and has let the water in from above so we can see a hole out to the outside. No, no, no. It's completely sealed. Um, oh, okay. But, but it's at just some got, point, at some point it opened up. It's got rubble, and you know, it's just filled up with rubble, and and the water must have come in through the cracks. You know, I find it weird that the ziggurat up, up, upstairs is completely like, you know, uh, unspoiled by the ravages of time, but everything down here is like practically ruined. Okay, it's very, it's very um, odd. But but remember this: you're not underneath the ziggurat right now. Just so oh, you've got your bearings. Okay. If okay. you if let's go back to the top picture, you're I, I kind of I'm about here in. now. Where? If you if you scroll uh, up, you're kind of quite a long way out now into the plaza. Can I examine okay. the bits of roof and determine if there's like just what do I see? Uh, it's just big chunks of natural rock that's that's kind of broken okay. up. Um, into jagged. So there's chunks. no like electronics or plumbing or anything kind of. Okay. No. Yeah, no. we've seen no technology, nothing. No. So light far, bulbs, n- well, no, bulbs. no. The um, the the curved doors in that first storage chamber area where where you found those old pallets, that that was technology. You know that those would have needed some kind of um, sophisticated equipment uh, machinery to actually get them to open and close. They were yeah. huge, heavy 
blastoids. And that's or a pool of water we see. Yes. I uh, scoop some up in my hand and let Bernard sip it from my hands. <laughs> that's so uh, kind of you. <laughs> and then watch it Give it to Mikey. The water looks. The water certainly looks clean. Um, you know, it's got that kind of glacial water look to it. It actually looks quite there drinkable. It's Poland Spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no. Um, there's no animals here. There's no bats. There's no. Doesn't need to be any insects of any kind. You're probably okay. Yeah. The, apart. I mean, it's interesting that clearly there was some kind of seismic disturbance here, but you don't really know what caused it. Um, the materials here are not the same as that kind of ceramic high-tech stuff that the ziggurats are made out of. This is just rock. Yeah, so maybe it's that's the reason why why this area has collapsed. Let's go, let's go to the right side now. So you go into another chamber, same same kind of um, shape and size as the previous one, but this one has a deep crack in the floor, about a meter wide and three meters long. All right, what's what's inside the crack? That's great. Okay, it's very dark down there. Uh, you'll have to use the torch. Yeah, let's shine the torch through the crack. Okay, you you shine your torch into the crack, uh, and it reveals it reveals several round metallic objects, like discs or coins. Ah, uh, are they? I throw a grenade at them. Sorry, no, no. stop. <laughs> uh, are they with? Uh, can I can I reach down with my hand and grab one? Um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit fiddly, but you can definitely do that. Okay. So I get down on my on my stomach and I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I carefully, you know, pick one up with the tip of my fingers. Okay, you pull it out, um, and on one side it has it's it's made from a complex lightweight alloy in gold in color, but not not that heavy. It's it's it seems extremely hard. There's no you know you you kind of. Put your put, try and push your fingernail into it. It doesn't, you know, it's completely uh, resilient, but it's also quite lightweight. Maybe some kind of weird aluminium alloy or something, but but hard. Um, one side has a stylized flame on it. The other side has some yeah. kind of weird abstract symbol. It on flames, baby. Um, right, the aliens I, knew how. I, to they're very shiny. They're very shiny and very nice looking. All right. I grabbed the other two that are you said there was three of them, right? No no, no there's there's quite a few. I mean it would probably all, take it'd probably take you half an hour to fish them all out if you wish to right. do that. Just just for quick reference, can I grab another one and see if they're identical? Okay, you pull it out. Um identical size and shape, has the flame on one side, but the abstract pattern on the other side is different. Huh. Interesting. These are coins? Could be. Yeah, I, I mean, they're coin-shaped, they're coin-sized, but they're not any kind of currency you've ever seen. All right, well... And the, and the alloy and the alloy isn't any... Okay, so when we come back, we'll scoop up the alien treasure and, you know, we'll sell it to a museum. <laughs> yeah, so we'll obviously be coming back through this exact... <laughs> There's no possible way. Yeah. There's no possible way we're going to... There's no possible way... I mean, you could spend... To... I mean, you're not... I mean... 
the scientists went missing a week ago. What's it, what's half an hour going to make? <laughs> yeah, that's You're pretty, right. At this point, we need some. At this point, I'm like, I know the Duchess is going to cover the ship, but at this point, I need some, I need some personal finance. <laughs> I just want to see you guys groveling on your belly, pick, trying to pick loose change up. Crack We're in so the close to getting all the change. <laughs> okay, For so we know actually, we're working a... together. Working together, you can do it in ten minutes. Okay. For all we know, this is like the alien equivalent of a wishing well. <laughs> <laughs> These are all quarters and pennies. All right, so so it takes you about ten minutes, and they all have different abstract symbols in the back of them. Or do we? Yeah, each, so each bizarrely, I mean, each of them has the flame, but they all have a different abstract symbol on the back some have triangles some have squares some have crosses some have circles maybe not currency maybe these are like tokens or something or like some commemorate commemorate a person or an event or They're something. dog tags quarter mass uh, <laughs> do these like have dog taggy feels to you well they don't have holes in them so unlikely no, unless there was some dog coins it's just loose change <laughs> loose change boys zeno right. loose change all right, let's divvy. It, all right, let's divvy. Let's divvy it up amongst everyone now, so everyone has their little souvenir from the alien planet. Let's move I on. I throw mine back in the well. I take them. <laughs> Here, if you don't want them, I'll take them, Quartermass. Don't, don't give worry. me Zeno crap. I let the Zeno death. I hide some on Quartermass's body. Like, I, I just like distract <laughs> him and stick him in his pockets and shit. I have a plus three deception. Damn kid. <laughs> Then playing with them, Zeno change. Okay, so you go back you know out much... after about ten minutes. You've you've collected twenty <sighs> twenty two of these beautiful, mysterious coins. Okay, and then you go back out and and you enter a much bigger chamber. So big, in fact, that your torchlight can't reach the other side. So I'm just going to reveal you bit by bit. Um, a large oval chamber with a high vaulted ceiling. Um, this uh, the ceiling has several. You know, you shine your torch up to try and see how high up it goes, and it has um, ducts. Um, you know, air like some kind of air ducts and shutters. Um, actually, it was it was kind of similar um, similar to the first storage chamber you were in. That that first one um, had these kind of air ducts built into the ceiling, um, and. Uh, uh, yeah. And what's on the floor? So the floor is strewn with rubble and debris. Um, looks like it would actually be quite tricky to walk across. Uh, at least you have to be careful if you're walking across it, not not to twist an ankle or turn turn your ankle over. Um, right, so as we're, as we're carefully scrambling over this rubble, what does it comprise of? Um, so it's kind of mixture of rock and some of this other materials that you've seen before these polymers that have decayed over time but um but there's definitely bits of rock there as well and as you kind of make your way across to the other side you see that that on the far side um there was there was actually a ca- a, a complete cave in um which is presumably where the um exit would have been However, you haven't fully seen to the left or right because it's such a big chamber. There might be other exits in that All right, direction. Let's do a full circuit. Let's do a full circumference of the room and see if there are any other openings. Which way are you going to go first, left or right? Left. Okay, so you start circling your way around. There are definite patterns on the walls in this room for the first time. 
And if any of you have ever have any of you encountered aliens before? I I was a, I was a scout and an explorer. I uh, did kill a lot of things in the army. <laughs> I was uh, involved in an engagement when I was in the navy. Okay. No. I mean, I'll I'll say that's fair enough. Um so so there's this is definitely some kind of um alien writing or language on the wall. Um I obviously have not seen any of this stuff has been disturbed or moved around or there has been no activity besides caving. So strangely there are no there's no like furniture or fittings or anything recognizable amongst the debris. Um but the the writing on the wall or the uh the pictograms because they're more like pictures in a way uh, arranged in some kind of order um they're still pretty intact. Um so, unless any of you have got some kind of skill in alien languages, oh yeah, I, mean, no I have a high, edu- I have a ten in education. Yeah, but this is really obscure stuff here. You'd have to have so, a, yeah, an alien no. language skill. Yeah, no, I don't even have. I know it when I scream to death, it'll die. Yeah, I don't even have a language skill. So, yeah, no, we're we're done. No, no, there's there's no way then. However, when you get to that midpoint, um, uh. There's a niche in the wall, and it and it's um, and on a plinth, there's a rather odd little ceramic-like sphere, about six centimeters in diameter. Um, and as you get close, it glows with a faint blue light. It's just uh. this kind of six-centimeter-wide, kind of almost egg-shaped sphere. All right, we approach it. Uh, yeah, the the light uh, the light gets slightly brighter as you get closer. It's a very pale blue light, quite soothing, maybe. Uh oh. Um, I poke it with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just just wobble slightly on the plinth as you poke it. I look at the rest of the guys, and I and I go, "What do you think? Should I grab it?" Um. No, but I'm also really interested in seeing what happens. So <laughs> you, uh, you do you. All right, I reach out and I grab the egg. Okay. So what so what you, save do I, what save do I have to make now? No, no, no. So you, you pick it up. You pick it up, and surprisingly, because it's glowing, you you with light, it actually feels quite cold to your touch. Oh. Negative um, energy, boys. Are you um? Are you wearing gloves? I'm assuming that whatever the combat survival gear has, yeah, gloves. I suppose we're, it would. We we're so, in an Arctic. We're in a we're in a tundra, like northern Canadian environment. Yeah, I'm, you would definitely be wearing gloves. So even through your gloves, this thing actually feels cold to your touch, to your hands. The coldness seems to kind of penetrate through the gloves. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, as a joke, I would want to, like, touch it against someone's real skin, but I'm afraid to, so I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, quartermaster, come here for a second. Let me borrow your cheek. (laughs) You're, uh... Oh, wait, I have a mechanical hand. Oh, wait, yeah, that doesn't matter. Um, is there anything? There's no markings, nothing to identify it. Obviously, there's no button that I'm not going to press. (laughs) There's absolutely no markings on it. There's no um, 
there's no slots there's no it's just completely smooth um and it's very peculiar that it's glowing because it doesn't seem to be made out of a transparent material it seems to be made out of a of an opaque ceramic but it is nevertheless glowing okay all right so i've just put it in my duffel bag and we'll continue on with our circuit of the room hopefully it doesn't give me cancer <laughs> so you put it in and and the strange thing is you even feel like a cold patch in your back even through through the duffel bag through your clothing hopefully this won't freeze me solid sorry i said hopefully this won't freeze me like an icicle no i mean it wasn't so cold that it was painful in any way it was just this kind of weird sensation like your gloves were protecting you completely from the cold of the outside of the um right and this thing is, seems to be penetrating it okay yeah 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 um and then maybe a minute after you've first picked it up and handled it and moved it around and then put it in your backpack you actually hear this whirring noise coming from your backpack all right now i take it out again <laughs> okay so you open up your backpack and to your great surprise the thing just kind of starts floating up um and it's kind of I making my, this... I point my gun at it. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming everyone else is pointing their gun at it. Okay, so it just it just floats up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of hovers at about head. Um, and it just makes a kind of a click and then a beep. And, and it's just floating there. It's not doing anything else at all. Okay. I poke it again with the gun. Okay, it just... As you move your gun towards it, it just kind of backs away a bit, so you can't, so you don't touch it, and it, and then it goes click, whir, click, beep. I'm like, I don't know, some sort of AI, some sort of alien robot. Hi, we don't speak alien. Do you speak English? Sabes <laughs> español? Um, and then, as soon as you finish saying that, it goes click, whir, beep, 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 click. Almost as if it's par- trying to mimic you, but obviously it can't because it can only click and beep. Great. I don't speak. Mm. I don't speak R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is in Star Wars. Try, we don't randomly understand the clicks and beeps. <laughs> try Morse code on it. Huh? Okay, I try, I try Morse code. Okay, so you, what, what do you say to it in Morse code? Hello, can you identify yourself? So it does reply to you in some way. It just repeats it exactly what you said. It repeats exactly what you said back to you in dots and dashes. Okay. Taking a, taking a wild dive, I begin to try to communicate with the orb using Morse code to try to establish some sort of frame of reference by which we could communicate through using Morse code. I don't know how you would do that. I have a 10 education. I assume linguistics was at least somewhat part of that. I have a zero in linguistics. Is that going to help? Maybe. You at least don't suck at it. So maybe you can help me out. I mean, it's better than than a minus three, that's for sure. Between Um, my my education and your linguistics, I I think we could probably cover it. I also have a personal portable computer. I don't know if that can be employed. Can it? Uh, Yeah. As you're opening the computer... The 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 blue the bright blue light starts dimming a bit, mm. and then the 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 sphere it just kind of moves closer towards 
towards uh, the captain, towards Cordoba, until it's kind of almost touching you, until it is actually touching you, and it kind of slides itself down into your pocket. That was weird. I'll, I'll, I'll close the computer again. And again, and again, you feel this kind of slight coldness. It's not unpleasant, but where it's in your pocket, um, it, it's it's kind of feeling cold. And you know what? You can make me um, make me an intelligence or education check. Okay, go, just better. so you from from looking at it, from seeing its behavior. That was an eight, by the way, for people you, listening. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> you are pretty sure. Um, that it's kind of using Hugo to charge itself. Oh, shit. Uh, Cordova, how are you feeling right now, man? <laughs> I'm feeling a little chilly, and this thing's kind of creeping me out. <laughs> uh, I don't um, want to panic and, you or and... anything, but I think it might be feeding <laughs> off of you right now. <laughs> oh, shit. And I go, I reach out, I take it out of my pocket, and I look at it. Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, so... You, as you're doing this, you, you realize it's it's somehow using your body heat. That's why it feels cold. It's it's not actually cold, but because it's using your body heat, it makes the part of you that's closest to it feel a bit colder. That might be, it's like when you come out of a swimming pool. That might pool be how our friend back there okay. died, by the way. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, yeah, the right. heat sucked out of it. Nah, I think he died because of the pansy. <laughs> Well, that's strange, but then, so then what happened when you turned on your computer? That might have just been coincidence. All right, let's see if we could try to translate this thing Yeah, I'll again. give the computer a shot and see if we can get, like, some sort of translation going on. Okay, so you, you open it up, and, um, well, I mean, you'll probably have to get it to respond in some way first before you can try oh, I'll try to it. mimic the clicks and whirs or whatever kind of beeping kind of patterns it was making. Um, and you, re you, so I'll say you just replay from uh, your computer, mm -hmm. um, and and as soon as you replay it, it it does exactly the same. But, you know, uh, it would be sounds. my implant that would be like maybe recording and playing. It's like an AV. Implant, oh sure, so, yeah, sure. okay, sure. So yeah, it just you know as soon as it, um, uh, in fact, by halfway through. Like by halfway through the sequence of beeps, it's actually doing it in sync, like completely in sync with your computer playing it back or your input. From within Cordova's pocket? No, uh, no, because he's, he's, he's oh, it's come out. Okay, okay. Out. I'm like, this would be a great thing at parties for tricks, but I don't know how <laughs> useful it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. And that's exactly what it does back to you. Um, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And then it says, and it says, in the, and, and then to your great surprise, it speaks in a in a human, in a weirdly synthetic human voice. This would be a great trick for parties. <laughs> Either it's trying to learn what we're doing, or it's just imitating. Wait, is that what it saying. says? This would be a great. Party. That's what it says. Well, yeah, because <laughs> oh, said we that. just said it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I point at Cordova and I say Cordova. I point at Santi and I say Santi. <laughs> and then it says Cordova, Santi. And then I point to it and I go, "Who are you?" Uh, it just it just uh, copies you at this point. Who are you? I say I'm a Xeno scum robot. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Don't get cheeky." 
<laughs> I shoot it in its face. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess as we're talking to this thing, let's just finish the circuit of the room to okay. see what else. <laughs> okay. So, so um, as we're talking to BB-8 here. <laughs> so, so, so you uh, having spent like a few minutes with it now. It seems to the light. It's shining. You know, the the glow is kind of strong and steady now. Um, and it stopped, it seems to not be making your hand cold anymore. And it just kind of lifts up again. Uh, and it, and as you move, it just follows you maybe a foot behind you. Um, it seems to have bonded with you, Cordova. Great. Now I got a pet. <laughs> and, right. and then, and you Can see another, sorry. What was that I was there? saying, I was saying to, uh, to Cordova, can we eat it? No, I don't think it's edible. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you don't. It'll grow on you, quartermass. It'll grow on you. All right, let's go. Let's go on. It'll so, grow on you after um, it sucked all the heat out of Cordova. So I'll say you explore the whole room now. You, you find another niche on on the other side, but this one's empty, unfortunately. So now these plinths—they're just completely featureless. They have nothing remark, like not even the alien script on it or anything. No. No, um, the thing was just sitting there. I mean, the, the the one on the other side is identical. It doesn't have one of these spheres on it. But you do discover eventually. Um, you do discover that the, there is no visible. There's no real exit out of this room. Um, there's no other doors, or at least the only door was caved in. Um, however, where where one of the the bottom left hand side. Um, and it actually, the rubble on the floor is actually right over a section that has collapsed, leading to a deep crack. And this one is pretty wide, um, maybe four or even five foot wide at its, at its widest. Can we see what's at the bottom? Sure. So you shine your light in, um, and it seems to get even wider the further down you go. And then it and it runs diagonally downwards, so you can't actually see um, how far down it goes, or indeed where it comes out. But um, it's definitely big enough to get down, even with your packs on, if you wish we, to climb down. Do we have to spelunk down, or can we just crawl down? No, you could just you can just crawl down. I mean, it's it's only five foot wide at its widest, so you can easily wedge yourself in and climb down. All right. So I look at the team. I look over at the cave-in, I go, do you want to play with some grenades, or do you want to climb down the hole? Climbing has worked for us so far. All right. I like your style. Let's go down the hole. Okay. So as you're preparing to climb down, um, the the sphere says, Hi. I think I... I think I... I think I'm ready to serve. Oh. Oh. Hi. Hello, sirs. Hi. Hi I'm Manuel. <laughs> Who are you? I don't have a name. You can call me whatever you want. Okay. Well, I'm going to call you... Um... Comrade. That's what I'll call it. Comrade. Uh, all right, comrade. We'll call him comrade. All right, we'll call him comrade. <laughs> it says, I am skilled in science, biology, chemistry, cybernetics, and physics. Please call on me whenever you wish. Great. Your, how long have, your, how long have your you... Your satisfaction is my greatest desire. 
Oh, well, that sounds great too. Uh, how long have you been? How long have you been down here? Four thousand three hundred years. Oh my! I, I look Gorgeous. at you guys and like, okay, um, approximately. You, and I, and I, I point up at the wall. Could you describe to us what's written on this wall here? Oh, certainly, sir. It says energy, gravity, safety, security. What does that mean? I believe those words are quite simple to understand in your language. Are they not, sir? Yes, but what's the context by which these words were written for whoever lived in this place? I don't understand your question. Some scientist. <laughs> um, what was the purpose of having these words written in the wall here? What? function did they serve were they a warning was this a temple was this a meeting room was this the command center are we in a religious center is what it was this place oh sir it was a long long time ago i'm afraid my memory banks have been um reset in the intervening time i just have an internal clock telling me that i've been down here for four thousand three hundred years apologies of course of course do you at least have a general layout of this facility? I'm afraid the map data was also erased. However, okay. I'm very happy to explore with you and, and add this new knowledge to my data bank. Right. And then I go, I take a look at quarter mass and then I do the keep your eyes peeled motion. <laughs> and I kind of like, I kind of like nudge my head again towards the egg. I uh, I grab a grenade and keep it primed. <laughs> uh, okay, comrade, you can tag along. Um, but if there's any funny business, I'm gonna crack some eggs. And we're not making any omelets, sir. I have scanned the entire room. There are no um, there are no eggs in this room. Right, you keep oh, thinking he's that. A cheeky, let, he's a cheeky let, motherfucker, this comrade. Let, let, let's go. Let's, let's just let's just let's just go down the hole. This got bad news. This is a bad idea. Comrade, this is a better. Comrade. Oh, I see a joke. A joke, sir. I am egg shaped, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, real funny. I'm glad you caught it. All right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally face palming myself. I'm like, missing scientists. Wait, to 4.8, I'm like $4.8 million in repair costs. Hyperdrive fuel. <laughs> Space dock fees. Okay. All right. Okay. Everybody on standby. I'm, I'm literally like, I don't even know what we're doing right now. Like. Let's just let's all right. Let's just go down the hole. Okay, so you you squeeze your way, you squeeze your <laughs> way down the hole. And I'm literally having a John McClane like diehard moment. Like, yeah, just come over here. It's just gonna be a couple sides. You just have to pick them up, and it'll be easy. In and out, no problems, right, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you squeeze yourself down through the hole. It's a tight fit at times. Quite claustrophobic. Sometimes you think you hear or see some movement, but it's just a trick of trick of your mind. Um, your um, your companion, uh, comrade Egg, <laughs> floats down a few feet above your head, occasionally saying, "What? Watch out for your head, sir! Oh, that must have hurt. Sorry." And such uh, such helpful little comments. 
Um, and yeah, you come out into another chamber below. You are now on a lower level. Um, again, it's rubble strewn. Um, you in, you intuit that the lift shaft, you know, the, the the twisted plates, maybe even the twisted door, but probably not. But certainly that and the and the cave-ins, it's all part of the same um, disaster or or problem that happened here. Like realizing now that 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 lift shaft, the plate was kind of skewed at an angle. Probably there was some seismic activity here or some movement of the rock, and it caused all of. Okay. Um, okay. And and more more so because again you've now experienced this quite a lot now. You could make a decent guess that it was some kind of gra- gravitic technology that did this. You know, the stuff that tore the side of your ship off could could even do something as monumental as shifting all the rock in this entire area. But but from what we can tell, this happened thousands of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this this happened a long time ago. So yeah, I mean, the fact that you just had the side of your ship torn off this happened thousands of years ago. I you know you you your guess is as good as anyone's. What's going on? Well, I'm, you know, like I'm just assuming that if we just got shot with a gravity weapon, these guys got shot with a gravity weapon. My best guess is that the S-Ray have pretty much figured out what the hell this is and have appropriated this technology or or else the S-Ray were here originally. But you said that they that they came after human colonization. No, no, no. They've They've only been on this planet 20 years. Okay, so they're not from this planet. No, no. So then, so there's a good chance that the S-ray have figured out how gravitic weapons work. Could be. I talked to Comrade Egg about gravitic weapons. Okay. What does he have to say about what, it? What do you say to him? I go, it, was this done by a gravity weapon? Gravity weapons. Gravity weapons. And then he goes into this long spiel about gravity weapons, which is fascinating. And actually quite hard for you to understand. He talks about how it's harnessing the curvature of space-time to, um, like, focus almost to create um, a tiny little um, singularity in the, in, in, inside the device, which then, like, warps space-time and causes, like, structures to be destroyed. How's that for making shit up on the fly, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he just gives you this kind of technical background to it. Um, and All right, so I ask him, based upon what you see in, in, in this area, would you estimate that a gravity weapon caused this? Oh, absolutely, sir. A fine example of the effects of a gravitic weapon. There you go. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say a strong possibility of a malfunction as well. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, here's an obvious question. You have not seen anyone else enter the room that you were in at any time prior to, to us showing up. That's a question. Are you asking <laughs> or telling me, sir? Yeah. Have, you, asking, have you seen asking, anybody? Uh, yeah, comrade, comrade Egg, did you see anyone else come into the room besides us? Sir, I'm afraid until your um, wonderful hands touched me. <laughs> so, uh, 
Comrade My senses were him. offline. My senses were offline to preserve what, what remaining power I had. It was only your, your lovely warm embrace that brought me fully back to, to consciousness, if you can call it that. Great. Great. Okay. Thank you, comrade. Thank you. <laughs> you. There are a couple of other chambers either side, but what's interesting is right up ahead, there's a door, like the first closed door. And this time, um, this time there is a control panel. Um, there's All like, right. there's a, there's a wall stud. Okay. We walk up to the door. I go to comrade, comrade, anything you can tell us about how this door works? He says, sir, if I had a finger, I could show you, but sadly I do not. All right, I take the tip of my gun and I press the button on the wall. Okay, you press the gun and the door silently slides up into the roof quickly, quietly. The chamber is softly lit by glowing walls. For the first time, there is light and it's filling the complex-looking complex looking it's filled with complex-looking consoles of some kind, as well as oddly-shaped objects that might be ornamentation, instruments, or something else entirely. In front of one of the consoles, there is a human who is standing awkwardly and moving with obvious pain. He looks like one of the scientists. You don't know which one, because you haven't memorized their faces. And guarding him are several angry and aggressive-looking SRA soldiers with their guns drawn, ready to fire. 